Welcome to the Donuts and Dumbbells podcast. I'm Brooke. And I'm Nick. And we're so excited that you're here. On this podcast, we talk about all things fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle change. You know, all the healthy shit. So go ahead and grab yourself a cup of hot or iced coffee. Or a protein shake and sit back, relax, or go on a walk. And we'll talk to you soon. What is up, Nick? How is it going? Yes, I got it today. You got it in today. It's going good. We got I got some some big news to share over here. So um Yeah, and like to those listening, I... Nick would not share it with me before starting the podcast. <laughs> so this is the first like, time that Brooke is hearing it too. <laughs> I did I did share this on Instagram um a couple days ago. I don't remember how long ago, but you know, just for those who might have missed it, like Brooke, because we're not not everybody's on social media a hundred percent of the time. Um, which is probably for the best, but, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, my big news is, um, so my wife and I put our house on the market yesterday and we are moving out of state. So we are moving to Richmond, Virginia. So we are moving from Massachusetts to Virginia. We're moving 10 hours across the state, uh, never even been there before. Um, but we were kind of looking at places that were like more affordable, better weather, better cost of living, better quality of life. And this is kind of what we came up with. Um, so yeah, something we're super excited about. Um, there was somewhere else I wanted to go with this. Don't know. Oh, I remember. Um, so part of this is like, if you all remember me talking about on the podcast, the fact that I have a powerlifting meet on september 16th in pittsburgh excuse me just had a giant burp that i had to suppress from going right into the microphone um but a little bit of drama happened with this so i thought this would also be interesting to share um and i promise this relates back to like something um but i got an email from the meat director last week that was like oh we're uh changing which federation the meat is under which mm is not huh. something that one does three weeks before a meet. So like if, for those who don't really know what like a powerlifting federation is, it'd be like the NFL is like a, a league, right? Of, of football. So it'd be like saying to an NFL team that like, oh, sorry, you're no longer participating in the NFL. You're now going to be in the Canadian football league. Um, okay, So this, this is, yeah, this is kind of, so I'm like, what the fuck? That's weird. Like to have that happen three weeks before a meet. Um, without them giving any reason or context. So I was like, okay, red fucking flag. I'm backing out of this meet. Um, maybe this is a sign that like, I just have way too fucking much going on right now because my wife and I have been busting our asses over the last couple of weeks to try and get the house ready to get to have an open house this weekend, um, to have a photographer come and take pictures of it. Like we spent all weekend last week, like, every single hour of last weekend like cleaning our rugs cleaning our walls packing shit up so it looks like super nice and i'm fucking exhausted so <laughs> to like have to do all that on top of moving and like have this this competition which is going to tax my body like crazy um i decided well shit it's not worth it to do this because i have too much going on in life and i know we've talked about that a million times about like when you have too much going on in life your fitness might take a back seat um so that was kind of my decision is back out of this meet and yeah we'll we'll compete again in february dang that's wild 
That is wild. And I think you made like, you know, from a coaching perspective, if Nick were my client, like Mm. I would totally support that because when you look at it, Nick, like you have so much going on that's mentally and emotionally taxing with selling your home, moving across, you know, moving, moving to a different state. And then not to mention like, you're also, um, you know, training really hard for this meet. So you're not like, like mentally exhausted, but you're also like neurologically taxed at that point. So you you made such a good decision such a good decision honestly like the last few lifts in the gym while like while i still had the meet scheduled were so shitty like i didn't want to be there my head wasn't in it my technique was off because i like couldn't focus as well um and then i took a few days off like i i didn't go over the weekend and i was like man this just feels great um but now i went back on tuesday and I was like, this is, it's weird being here at the gym. Cause now I don't like have that competition that I'm training for anymore. Like that, that reason for going kind of left. So that was a little weird, but it's, it's kind of like, like the post show blues. Yeah. Like, but, but you never went to, but I didn't go to the yeah. show. <laughs> show. Kind of like, um, like power. Like I remember when I did a bodybuilding show, like after it was done, I'm like, well now what? Yeah. Like, well, well now what? So I totally get that. And you know, I think that knowing when to turn up your fitness style and when to turn down your fitness style. Ooh, throwback to really... some good shit that we talked about right yeah, there. The fitness yeah, style. Yeah. And I think that that's so important. Like knowing when to dial it up and knowing when to dial it back down, I think is super important. And I know for me, like yesterday, oh, I'm excited to share this. Like yesterday was the first day of me going in and doing like a full lower body day in months because I was just doing some stuff at home and like doing a lot of pole conditioning during the summer because I can't take Micah to the gym so for me like I would do a lot of like home workouts with just my dumbbells and I would do like um I would I would use the pole and do pole conditioning workouts and whatnot and so yesterday was like my first day back with my coach and oh my gosh like it felt so good to focus on a goal that had nothing to do with my appearance, like mm. just the, um, the workout alone and feeling accomplished and proud that I finished it because she is a gnarly coach. We, she, I mean, in a good way, like in a good way, she's such an amazing coach and uh, showed out Morgan. Um, but she had me doing like a, like a goblet squat pyramid circuit. So it was like, 10 reps, then eight reps, then six reps, then four reps, then back up to six, eight, 10. And oh my gosh, today I am sore. My butt's Mm. sore, my quads are sore. And so like for me, it was such a good like reminder. Like for you, you're feeling kind of like, oh gosh, like, you know, you're having like those pre-meat blues from not being able to finish it. And uh and for me, it's like, oh, I have like the opposite going on. It was, it's very nice to be back in the gym and working out at like my regular time, like my normal workout time since summer's ended. And it's just like, it really got me thinking about like my goals and how I'm also working with a nutrition coach, shout out coach Christy, team BFF, what up? Uh, and working on losing body fat. And so one of the things that I was thinking about and I brought up to Nick before starting the episode was I was picking myself apart a little bit 
And I realized that like, I was kind of being a little bit too hard on myself in regards to like my appearance and what, you know, how I'm feeling. And it made me realize like, hold on a second. Like my appearance has nothing to do with my self-worth or self-esteem. And I really think that's something to talk about today because this has been now that people are going back to school and people are getting into coaching again, it's something that I find a lot. Like people think they're going to be happy if their body looks a certain way. Like once their body looks a certain way, then they can be happy. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that, Nick? Have you I that love, 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 love that you brought this up before the podcast because that's something that I've been focusing on more, not only for myself, but something I've been trying to focus on more as a coach is working more on fitness for function versus what you look like. And uh, this, especially as I've been getting more into coaching for powerlifting, because in powerlifting, the barbell doesn't give a shit what you look like. That's it gives so a shit how strong you are. And what you look like has no, no indication of how well you're going to perform in competition. Um, and, you know, that doesn't just apply to powerlifting. That applies to ooh, pole fitness. How about that one? Absolutely. It doesn't matter what you look like. You can be um, a hell of a dancer. Like you can have all the, like the flows and stuff and the strength on the pole, and it doesn't matter what you look like. Nobody gives a shit oh, because yeah. and that's so, so, so true in the pole community. A lot of people have this preconceived idea that they have to look a certain way to be able to do incredible things with your body. When in reality, the only thing required to be a good pole dancer is to be able to have the strength and the flexibility and the mobility to be able to get into tricks safely. Mm, for sure. And I think even in like non-sport i mean we can call we can call a bunch of things sport right but like even if you're not in a type of sport like pole powerlifting olympic weightlifting baseball whatever even if it's just for general fitness if you focus more about how your body moves versus how it looks the amount of happiness that you can get from that by shifting that focus from like, ooh, I can sit on the floor without putting my hands down and then get back up. That is such an underrated skill to have because it's it gets harder as you get older. And not everyone can do that. Not everyone, even young people can't do that because they're not mobile enough. They don't have enough strength in their legs. They don't have enough balance. Uh, but if you start focusing on those things versus what you look like, and the less that you focus on what you look like as well, because it's so easy to pick yourself apart in the mirror. But if you focus on those performance goals, it's so much easier to see progress in those if you're consistent. Um, so you can really see like yourself grow and become better and become more self-confident out of that. Yeah, absolutely. And gaining, gaining your self-esteem and your self-worth by doing things that are going to benefit that, like having a performance-related goal. I mean, I am way more stoked that I can do a chin-up than what my fucking, like, whether or not I have abs. I am mm -hmm. way more, like, I, I care way more about that than whether I have abs. And 
I'm going to say it again, and I know I've said it on another episode, but just to reiterate for people listening, like, nobody gives a fuck whether you have abs or not. Nobody fucking cares. Like, and, and just so you will know also, like, the last five pounds isn't going to drastically change your life. Like, when you say, I want to lose just the last five pounds, like, what's going to happen when you lose those five pounds? Like, is there going to be confetti that comes out of your butthole? Probably not. Like, That'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> i would want to lose the last five pounds <laughs> maybe that was not the best analogy <laughs> all of a sudden you're walking to the grocery store tooting confetti like <laughs> here on the D podcast we're very much about the farts and poop talk apparently. oh my god that was fucking hysterical but yeah no you're totally right like what does the losing that last five pounds do for you You really think about it like what is your how does your life look different it doesn't there's nothing that losing five pounds is going to do to make your life different will you look more quote-unquote attractive maybe is that going to make a difference in your overall life probably not maybe you'll you're you're looking for a partner and they find you slightly more attractive because you're five pounds less well what if they found you attractive without losing that five pounds and cared about your personality versus yeah. what you look like? Cause that's exactly. how you build a long-term sustainable relationship. Yeah. If you're with someone that's going to like shame you for the last five pounds, like you got bigger fish. To... You got red flags <laughs> all over that potential partner right there. I meant, you have bigger fish to fry. I said fresh to fry. Mm, love me some fresh. Love some freeish some scramps. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm like halfway done with my coffee, which, by the way, um, I'm going to go off here. Um, so if you're listening to this and you're sitting down and you're near a pen, take notes. I am sitting um, down and I'm near a pen. Oh, look at that. Look at that. So you're going to get a chocolate pre-made protein shake. Uh-huh. You're going to go... Or if you have an espresso machine, you can make two shots of espresso. Or you can go to Starbucks and get two shots of espresso. Uh, Duncan sucks. Or you um, can go to Duncan and get two shots of espresso. <laughs> oh, fuck Duncan. You you already know how I feel about Duncan. Uh, but you can go to a coffee place and get two shots of espresso over ice and pour your chocolate protein shake into the shots of espresso Ooh. and make a mocha. If well, you that like sounds that morning, good. That morning coffee, like I use the Fairlife protein shakes and it literally just tastes like a Starbucks mocha. Like, and I'm getting 30 grams of protein and it's 150 calories versus getting, you know, a caramel macchiato that's 800, you know? Yeah. And it's mostly sugar. Yeah, exactly. And this will actually keep you a little bit full too, because there's protein in it. So yeah, um, I digress. Back that's an last- anabolic coffee right there. It, it, it's an anagalactic coffee. still one of my favorite reels that you ever made oh my god i forgot about that one oh that was great i need to bring jim douche back oh man we should have uh... jim douche as a guest on the podcast oh my god okay i'm writing this down i'm writing this down i don't know how long i can i can uh sustain that character for but you know what i could probably do it for a while oh my gosh what's another like kind of because what if we were to do an entire podcast episode based on these little alter egos i would fucking that'd be so funny oh my god we're doing it okay, okay quick like find a, i just need to find a name 
quick like funny side story um my wife and i are obsessed with the show america's got talent like low-key we we watch it all the time we watch it live all the time this is like the only show we watch live um and she had a concussion a couple weeks ago so she was like trying to not look at screens as much as possible and it was on we're like all right we can't watch it i was like okay you sit on the couch you're gonna be the agt judge and i'm gonna perform for you And I like I came out and I like I I put on the bandana and I had Jim Douche come out and do like this whole like workout routine in front of her and she thought it was the funniest thing in the Aww, world. So I love that. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah, I just think that that would be so fun to do like an entire episode as our alter egos with fitness myths. That would be, oh yeah, we can like give the most misinformation possible. Oh my God, that'd be a great idea. Okay. Let us know, if you guys are listening, let us know if you like this idea or if you're like, that sounds terrible, please don't do that. Let us know that too. Yeah, I think that'd be great. But I think it'll be good. I think that'll be a great idea because I love, love that reel so much. And I think that uh, we could even, we could even dress the part too. Even though oh, yeah. this is a podcast. You have to. Podcast. I mean, I can't I can't get into character without that stupid fucking red bandana on. Oh, for sure. Oh, damn it. My ex-fiance kept my pit vipers. Oh, no. You, you can always get a new pair. Yeah, that is true. This this is true. Um, But yeah, anyway. <laughs> we digress. No idea what we were talking about before this, but yeah. Um, But going back into like how nobody really cares about whether you not have like whether or not you have abs i also don't think people understand what you have to sacrifice in order to get lean enough to see your abs Mm. yeah you have to sacrifice a lot to get that lean and i was i was actually having this thought today too i was like huh what if i what if i jumped down a weight class for my next competition so right now I'm at, I'm in the one, 182 is the max for, uh, for the weight class to be in. And the next would be 165. So I'd have to go down. I can't math in my head, however many pounds that is. Um, and I was like, I was thinking about, it, I was like, man, the last time I was that lean, I could barely eat anything to like maintain that level of leanness. Um, And it was a lot of sacrifices in my diet and it was a lot of sacrifices in social events and going out because, you know, social events generally involve food. Um, And as I really thought about it, I was like, yeah, maybe I could be more competitive at that lower weight class, but I don't think it's worth it. And secondly, my energy levels are going to be so shitty at that low of a weight class uh, that my strength will suffer from it. So I care more about my performance than how I look, which is the entire theme of this podcast, or at least this episode. Um, So why sacrifice how I look to make myself feel like shit? It's better to feel good than to look good. Yeah. And I mean, like I have had abs before, you know, like I've done a bodybuilding show. I have, you know, dialed down to where I could see my abs. I could see the fucking veins in my abs. And I was in some of the worst mental headspace that I've ever been in. Like, Mm. 
And it can be a really slippery slope. Like if you are a person who already struggles with like body dysmorphic tendencies or thoughts, that then having abs is only like in my experience, I can't speak for everybody, but in my experience, like it only gets worse. You really start to pick yourself apart. And again, that could be totally my experience. I do know people who have abs that have a very healthy relationship with food, but that's what happens is it, it impacts your relationship with food to where you are avoiding social events. You're not going out to dinner with your significant other or your kids. Like you're not eating, you know, you're not having like an 80, 20 lifestyle. You're having a 100% rigid all the fucking time lifestyle, like 95 to hundred percent. And yeah, just, quality of life opinion, is low. Yeah. And, and in my opinion, it's just not worth it. It's not worth it. Not- I've definitely never been able to see the veins in my abs before. That is never something that I've had. Uh, but I have had what I am going to call hide and seek abs, uh, where like sometimes you can see them a little bit and then other times you can't. And yeah. I I remember like during that time of my life on days that I couldn't see them being like, oh my God, I feel so fucking fat because I can't see my abs. And really like I'm 10 pounds heavier now and feel a lot better. And I, like I have better body image now than I did then because I'm yeah. not constantly like, well, where are they? Yeah. And that, you know, I'll be you know, one of my goals is to be really transparent with our listeners and being honest and vulnerable. And this summer, like I really struggled with my, like with my appearance. And it's something because I, for three months, wasn't able to go in to the gym and have like my strength training sessions like normal. Like I would go in, train a client, and then I'd have to leave to go and relieve my son's caregiver. And I mean, I could I have worked out probably, but I am paying someone $20 an hour. And I'm like, I can't afford to, you know, pay, pay this person that much money so I can get a workout. in. so I'm just going to use my little adjustable dumbbells at home and I'm going to do what I can. I'm going to mm-hmm. do what I can until I can do better. And now my legs fucking hurt. <laughs> <laughs> that goblet squat pyramid that, that reminds me of, um, when I first hired Natalie as my coach, I think like a couple months in, she had me do, um, it was a goblet squat. So it was a set of 10, then a set of 15 and a set of 20. And I remember when I finished that set of 20, I laid on the floor for 10 minutes trying to catch my breath. It was just like literally laying on the turf. Someone came to check on me. That's how bad it was. <laughs> Shout out. Like, yeah, I'm fine. I just did 20 goblet squats. It's all. All right, cool, man. <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's you're not doing twenty goblet squats with like a light weight. You're going moderate weight on that. I'm yeah, sure. I think I was using at least a sixty. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> spicy. Yeah, very spicy. I wanted to die. Ten out of ten. Do not recommend. <laughs> Watch your next program. You write your clients are gonna hate you. No. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure I I uh, did program program sets of 20 goblet squats for someone recently oh. and i get a message like you psycho <laughs> you're a psychopath you know i've gotten those messages oh, you, you always get them i i get those messages every once in a while where i had someone write what in the actual fuck in the note comment <laughs> like, you're welcome look you gotta do you gotta do some stuff that you're not gonna want to do that is true 
that is true. I didn't want to complete the pyramid, the pier. I almost said pyramid scheme. It felt like a pyramid scheme in the moment. Um, but like, I really wanted to just work from 10 down to four and leave it there. But I'm like, no, you know what? I gotta, I gotta do the hard things. It's going to make my legs grow because I desperately mm -hmm. want them to get bigger. And I'm like, I gotta, I gotta, gotta do the whole pyramid here. Not just one uh, what is it called? Not just one angle. Mm. Yeah, I think it's important to like focus on the reason behind an exercise too, because like I could never do another Bulgarian split squat in my life and I'd be super happy, but my squat wouldn't be as strong if I yeah. never did one. Like, And Bulgarian split squats are great for mobility too. Like yep. hip mobility. Hip mobility, yep. Uh, balance. I oh, suck yeah. at balance. I'm fucking terrible at balance. Yeah, it's so. wonderful. It's wonderful. So knowing that, you know, you're like when you start focusing on a non-appearance related goal, and that doesn't just have to be strength training either. It could be something as simple as like you're getting better at mindful eating. It could be mm -hmm. something as simple as, you know, you're drinking more water on the regular. Like it doesn't have to be strictly fitness and nutrition. It can also be that you're going to a party and you're having a piece of cake when you normally would completely not allow yourself to do that and have that all or nothing mindset. Like there are so many different um, non-appearance related goals out there. Like being able to have a healthy relationship with food, I think is a incredible goal. And it's something yeah. I very personally with, with my clients because, you know, as a society, we have it so ingrained in us, this diet culture and the way that we're supposed to look, that it does impact a lot of people's self-worth and they tie so much of their self-worth into their appearance because of the way society has conditioned us to look at fitness and nutrition. For sure. And on the same note, like you're, you can also have fitness slash activity goals that have nothing to do with how you look, right? It doesn't have to be like, you're doing a bunch of bicep curls so you can get bigger biceps. You can do that. Um, and it doesn't have to just be about adding more weight to the bar either. Like you can focus on being able to do a chin up, uh, being able to do the splits, having better mobility in your ankles, uh, getting into certain positions that you couldn't get into before. Like those are all good for you and super motivating too. Oh yeah. Especially because you can see progress relatively quickly with those things. And speaking yeah. of non-appearance related goals i have an announcement let's go what's the announcement i don't know about this so oh yeah i'm surprising you now but ba bam um yeah you are so do you remember in the very beginning of the year when we set our new year's resolutions and my goal was to do a butterfly and pole it was i, I do. do i can do the butterfly and pole hell yeah brooke yeah and if anybody wants to know what that is it's where you're upside down and you're pressing your body away from the pole and you only have two hands and an ankle touching the pole. Or that sounds very difficult. It's very difficult. And it was a really huge goal of mine to finish, to be able to get into that by the end of the year. And here we are in September and I'm able to do it. So amazing. And uh, there were times where I didn't practice it either. There were times where I wasn't practicing it. There were times I was, I am still on track for my goal of being able to do the splits and it's uh I've just been slacking lately but the fact that I hit that butterfly is huge now 
that is a non-appearance related goal. That is a strength goal that I've had for myself. And like, it does, it has nothing to do with the way that my body looks. And I love that. So finding those things that kind of light you up and you're really, it's something that is realistic and you're willing to work towards, I think is super important. And having, like Nick said, functional goals. Maybe you want to be able to do a fucking squat without your knees hurting. Mm, that's a good one. That is a good one. And that is something that I've helped so many fucking people with. Oh, for sure. And it's, it's very, it's common, but it, it requires just a little bit of um, mobility. It requires a little bit more of like finding out where your limits are, finding muscle imbalances and like trying to correct muscle imbalances, which everybody has, by the way, Mm -hmm. if you have a muscle imbalance or if someone tells you you have a muscle imbalance, it's not the end of the world. You're going to be fine. Yep. Um, and you can work on those things. But yeah, like being able to hit that goal of mine, that was that was a huge boost to my self-esteem. And it had and nothing to do with the way I look. I think that goes to show too, like how overall you were consistent with practicing trying to do that. As you said, there were times where you didn't. But overall, probably throughout the course of the year, maybe 80% consistent with actually doing that. And when you weren't consistent, you didn't go just go, oh, fuck it. Well, I stopped. So I'm just going to stop altogether. You got back to doing it. And hell, you achieved your goal. Just because you missed a couple times doing it doesn't mean that you automatically can't do it anymore. So like that speaks volumes to that 80% consistency. Yeah. And because it wasn't a hundred percent all the time, you know, there were days that were more challenging than others to be able to practice. And one of my other goals, I don't think I shared was to be able to deadlift over 200 pounds again. And go, I got it. Nice. I I was able to, uh, two, I want to say two thirty five or two forty five. I forgot. That's fucking awesome. But like, again, like I felt way more empowered doing that than I, ever ever did having abs or having my self-worth tied to that appearance because I think that a lot of people really internalize whether or not um they're doing well by societal standards yeah it's it's pushing your limits it's achieving what you thought you couldn't do and proving to yourself that hell yeah I can and that is so motivating. Build your self-confidence, build your self-esteem way more than being like, oh, well, I have abs now. Oh, yeah. Because of shit. What are you going to do? Are you going to walk into a restaurant and show the hostess your fucking abs? Like, <laughs> nobody cares. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Like, okay. you think when... hot wings are cool? Check these out. Like, when you're, <laughs> <laughs> when you're older, like, what's going to sound cooler? Like, uh, grandma used to be able to deadlift 235 or grandma had abs. Definitely grandma used to deadlift 235. Grandma had confetti shoot out of her asshole when she grew abs. <laughs> <laughs> grandma school as shit. <laughs> I don't know why I even said that at the beginning. Of the I don't know, but I loved it. <laughs> Clearly. Why. why am I like this? Hashtag why am I like this? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think that, you know, we put a lot of, and it's okay to have appearance related goals. Like I don't want to discredit that whatsoever, but what I want, you know, the general takeaway to be here is you can have an appearance related goal, but I don't want that appearance related goal to affect the way that you feel about yourself 
dif- affect the way that you feel about your relationship with exercise or your relationship with food and the relationship with yourself. Like, I don't think it is worth it, in my opinion, to put so much emphasis on needing to get to a specific number on the scale in order to allow yourself permission to love yourself. I don't yes. think that that's well fucking good. said. I, I think I think people are sacrificing not only their physical health, but their mental health as well for their appearance. And that is not fitness. No. Fitness is not sacrificing your health for the way you look. No. And I see a lot of people doing that with these crazy fad diets. I mean, and I've done it, you know, like I was, I did the HCG diet. I did, you know, a, a numerous plethora, paleo, whole 30. Like I, I never did carnivore, but I, I did keto as an experiment once, but it's one of those where like, you do not need to sacrifice the way that you feel about your body. Oh gosh, I'm, I'm losing my train of thought. I don't want people to sacrifice their health just to look a certain way by doing a fad diet that's only going to tarnish your relationship with food that, or just let alone destroy your relationship with food and the way that you feel about yourself. Like you are your own cheerleader. You are your Mm. own critic. You're your own cheerleader. Everything in your life is based off of what you feel when you look in the mirror. Like absolutely. And not as an appearance related thing, but as a, you know, look into your own eyes. You would never say that like half the shit that we say to ourselves. You would never say that to a person that you love. So being able to really cut the cord on how I look versus who I am is very important. Yes. How you look versus who you are. Those are so different things. And how you look has no bearing on who you are. Uh, focus on who you are. And that's where you find your self-worth. You don't find it by the three-digit number on the scale. You find your self-worth by learning who you are, who you are as a person, what your values are, how you treat other people, not a fucking three-digit number on the scale or having abs or having biceps or having delts, whatever. It's who you are. That's what matters way more. Exactly. And I think that once people really start to dig deep and find out like what their actual whys are like why are you really doing this that is going to relate more to your self-esteem than anything like if you're only doing something because you want to look good like there has to be more than that there has to be so here's the next question to ask yourself why do you want to look good just ask yourself that i'm not i'm not going to give any um examples uh because i don't want to put like ideas in anyone's head but marinate on that why do you want to look good why is it so important that you have abs i love that i love that you asked that because i think it is such a big question because you know i get people who want to who want abs or they want their pre-baby body back or they want to quote unquote bounce back and you know it really it really breaks my heart sometimes the lengths that people will go just for their appearance because they feel like their appearance equals their self-esteem. And so I want to encourage you listening to answer that question that Nick just asked. And I totally forgot about it already. Um, What was the question? The question was, why do you want to look a certain way? Why do you want to change your appearance? Yeah. Like really, like Nick said, marinate on that. 
focus on what your why is. Like, is your why just focus on what your why is? I'm not going to give them hints either. I want it's so people, hard not to. It's so hard not to coach right now. It's so hard. Um, but yeah, I think that you know, overall, choosing goals that are non-appearance related, and you can have goals that are appearance related. Like, like those goals aren't invalid, but they shouldn't be your only goal. If you ask me, shouldn't be your only goal. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, fitness is so much more than how you look. It's how you move. It's how you feel. It's your relationship with food. It's your relationship with exercise. There's so much more into that goes into it. And most people only think about fitness being how you look. But those other aspects are just as, if not more important. I totally agree. And you know, I would love for people listening to DM us and let us know, like, let us, like, let us know what your why is, you know, let us know how you feel about this episode, actually. Like, I would love to hear what other people think about this non-appearance related stuff. Yeah, I would too. I'm super curious because it's so easy to get stuck in that trap of fitness is for appearance. Fitness is for appearance. Um, so we want to know like what your why is and if you have any other fitness goals that aren't appearance related. And I would love to be able to help you achieve those. Not even saying like, hire me as a coach, I'm gonna help you achieve those, but like, let me know what they are. And maybe I can give you some tips or Brooke can give you some tips to help you achieve those as well. So yeah, we want to fucking know. We want to help you. We we want to know, we want to help. And most of all, like, I we want you to want to help yourself. We want you to want to feel good about yourself without constantly feeling like it has to be something that you have to be happy with whenever you look in the mirror, which you should be happy anyway. Because if you're mm. listening to this podcast, you're already taking steps to become a better version of yourself. That's true. Like, if you're listening to this right now, uh, first of all, Thank you through all our shenanigans throughout the episode. Thank you. And also like you, if you gave, if you didn't give a shit about yourself, you wouldn't be listening to this right now. So making to where you are, you're not only listening to this podcast, but you're understanding and reassuring and affirming yourself that you are more than your body. You are more than what your body looks like. You are more than the number on the scale. And that I think is the most important is that we allow we allow measurements in the scale and all this stuff to dictate our emotions. When in reality, you should be happy that you're here. You should be happy that you're, you have a functioning body that works for you and not against you. Yeah, absolutely. I think that is a perfect note to end on because you just said, you just summed all of that up so nicely. Um, so I want you all to think about that and think about everything that we've said Come up with your reasons why. Come up with your reasons to exercise and um, change your eating habits that exist outside of what you look like. I couldn't agree more. Well, thank you all so much for listening. We can't wait to hear from you. Uh, this was a great episode. We fucking crushed this one. Not going to lie. Crushed it. <laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. And tune in soon for... The Jim Douche episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's going to be good. That's going to be good. (laughs) All right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you soon.
Peace out. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Donuts and Dumbbells podcast. We appreciate you taking time out of your very busy day to join us. And if you'd be so kind as to leave us a review, it helps us reach more people looking to improve their health and fitness. Until next time, we'll talk to you soon.